Good morning to you all and welcome to the Friday edition of The Wake Up Call, a production of KOPN 89.5 FM Columbia, where we keep you updated with key events and happenings here in Columbia and mid-Missouri. I'm Mazino Dixon, your host and anchor. Today we'll be discussing disability and popular culture. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, let's find out our weather forecast for the weekend and Jeff Wheeler is our guide. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Here's your Friday Watcher of the Sky weather forecast for your morning wake-up call. Showers continue today until about 1 p.m. along with patchy fog. High today near 52 degrees. Chance of rain is 80 percent. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low of 44 degrees. Saturday looks nice mostly sunny with a high near 59. Sunday as well sunny with a high near 58 degrees. Within the last 24 hours at Watcher of the Skies Weather Observation Station in West Central Columbia, we received 1.4 inches of rain. That's your morning wake-up call weather. Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. Yes, many thanks, Jeff, as always. Okay, friends, let's take a short walk to the newsroom to get up to speed with happenings around us. The City of Columbia will recognize community members who have had a significant impact in promoting appreciation for diversity and cultural understanding at the 2022 Columbia Values Diversity Awards. The 29th annual celebration is scheduled for Thursday, January 13, 2022 from 7 to 9 a.m. at the Holiday Inn Expo Center, 2200 I-70 Drive Southwest. Registration and tickets will be available in mid-November. The Beer Creek Run Half Marathon will tee off this Saturday at 8 a.m. The event allows runners and walkers have a taste of the scenic course along the Beer Creek Trail, as well as encouraging volunteers, great race shirts, finisher medals, and awards by local artists. The 13.1-mile course starts and finishes at Albert Oakland Park and takes participants to Columbia's Cosmo Park and back on 80% gravel trail. The Bear Creek Trail run starts at Albert Oakland Park. Columbia has scored a major first in the food and leisure market as it will be the first city in Missouri to play host to Hungry Crab Juicy Seafood Restaurant. It will replace the Algave Mexican Restaurant storefront. Customers can dine in or order online. And Missouri's first black bear hunting season has ended. The Missouri Conservation Department says a total of 12 bears were killed. The hunt was allowed after the state's black bear population grew to about 800, with most in southern Missouri. More than 6,330 people applied for 400 permits for the hunt, which limited the total number of bears that could be taken to 40. That's a summary of the news. Stay tuned. The Wake Up Call continues in a moment.
You are listening to The Wake Up Call, a production of KOPN 89.5 FM, Colombia. The portrayal of people with disabilities within popular culture has been one key issue that has been of great importance in recent times. This is more so when looking at movie productions. Some experts believe there is absolutely nothing wrong in casting non-disability actors in disability roles because so long as they go about this role play professionally, the message for the audience will still resonate. However, another school of thought argues that it is much better for people with disabilities to play their true life roles in movies or any other production because it allows them to tell their own personal story based on their social interaction, experience, and other nuances. Michael McKinley, a film critic, says movie producers barely cast people with disabilities as non-disabled characters, hence the need to allow people with disabilities play their roles as themselves on movie sets. How many superheroes do you know have disabilities? And I'm not talking about the stereotypical quick superhero. I'm talking about Spider-Man, I'm talking about Superman. And, you know, they're all men, so that's a problem too. But I, I've never seen a person with a disability in a superhero movie, and I'm just starting to get sad about it now. It is said that movie producers hardly make the central character of their production a disabled person. And when they do, the roles tend to be played by non-disabled characters. Mary Ramsawak, a podcast producer, gives an even deeper perspective. One disability narrative that I see is the trope of the miraculous cure um, mm -hmm. for disabled people. Oftentimes when disabled people are part of the storyline, the only time um, that really happens tends to be when their storyline either ends um, with them being cured in some manner or um, ending with them either like passing or, you know, uh, having some sad final ending that you know, doesn't really depict anything positive about disability. It has been suggested that a lot more needs to be done by movie content creators to change the perception of the general public about disabled people, as Jane Rodriguez, a radio producer, explains. The way we see the final product on the screen is the result of somebody creating that image of a person with a disability. So the, the change needs to happen at the creative level. And if the person is not aware of what disability is, what is living with disability, how varied our lives are, how diverse we are, how rich our lives can be, how much fun we can have, regardless of our disabilities, they will pitch, pigeonhole a person with a disability either as the deviant criminal killing everybody or the super giggly person always, you know, making the bloopers and being the, the comic relief. Experts have suggested that movie as well as other content providers must ensure more positive representation of disabled people in popular culture. This is because once they are positively represented and in larger numbers, there will be a better perception and acceptance from the larger public. Michael McKinley and Mary Ramsawak say this is the right way to go. And so the more people with disabilities in any aspect of the production would go a long way. And so that means to some extent, we need to think about how to make these positions accessible, even how to get a deaf person to help with sound editing or how to get a person in a wheelchair to do filmmaking 
where the camera is moving. And that those are very interesting challenges that are not necessarily impossible, but they're just different. When you think about writers and producers, they're not entry-level positions. Disabled people can't just show up and be a writer. Mm -hmm. They often have to, you know, everyone is expected to go through the same process where you start off um, as an assistant or a, on, on sound on camera or something um, behind the scenes. And those positions are often, um, you know, with 12 hour days, um, mm -hmm. with inaccessible equipment. And oftentimes um, the people just don't want to even think about ways they could make those things a little bit more accessible. It's often just kind of pushed off to the side and relegated as, well, that's not work disabled people can do, so let's just not even worry about it. When we talk about, oh, actors, um, writers, directors, we need more of these people. How are they supposed to get in the door? How are they supposed to get the experience and the knowledge to do those positions if they aren't even, get, they aren't allowed a foot in the door? Well, great food for thought. If we are to change society positively, then we must insist on protecting and projecting the rights of all, no matter the circumstance. And with that, we end this edition of The Wake Up Call. Join us again same time next week for another edition. From the news team, I'm Mazino Dixon. Good morning. Uh -huh.